to another uh, episode of Fancy Tickles. Another stay-at-your-home-fueled episode of Fancy Tickles. I am your host, Bryce Beeler, with my hetero life mate, partner in crime, co-host... Jim Madoff. How we doing, folks? And uh, uh, we're back. What, what is it? Uh, April think... 30th, 2020? Yep. Getting the Thursday episode in on time. Finishing out the month. We're on a, on a deadline... Not necessarily. Just like to think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every Thursday. We got we got to keep this going for you guys. We like doing this. We love doing this. We love your input. We love uh, seeing the numbers grow. Oh, and the questions from everybody. That's yeah. like one of my favorite parts. Which, maybe we can lead off with that. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Brandon West, our buddy, our pal, our wrestling uh, part Aficionado. of the group. Yeah. Uh, we forgot this one last week, and I really want to apologize. Uh, so, I... This was on my bad because this was the like legit first question that came in, <laughs> period. But when all the other questions rolled in, it was on the second day that I posted it, and that's when everybody hit me. And so I was, uh, no, no offense to Brandon, I apologize. Like I said, so we wanted to make sure to get this in now and not put it off till the next Q and A episode. Well, and having a chance ever to rip on Brock Lesnar, I mean, we could literally do that once an episode. Yeah, give me a half an hour. So the question goes, why does Bryce dislike Brock Lesnar with a vengeance? So, okay. So my biggest problem is not necessarily him as an athlete or him as a wrestler, which I do have a problem with his wrestling. Uh, He was like an amazing wrestler that had been in New Japan and he had been in the independent circuit and then he had come to WWE and become a star as a wrestler. Like he his was, New Japan stint was after he left WWE for a yeah, little Yeah, but he stayed in like wrestler version of yeah. Brock Lesnar. He actually had like, like the chain wrestling and, and yeah. chunks. And then like he went and did the MMA thing, which is awesome. Kudos to him again. He's an athlete that's crossing. And that's something you can't fake. You can't be the champ because of KFAB or because of scripting or whoever's, you know. Yeah. Uh, you have to, you know, put up or shut up in a cage fight. And so for him to go and do that, that was amazing. And I was actually a huge fan of him at the time. I was like, he's the fucking heavyweight champ. He took out one of the heavyweight kings of all time in Randy Couture. Um, he had some amazing matches. Uh, Shane Carwin he had a great match with. Um, just some slug knockout matches. And he stepped up to the plate and fought some of the like killers of that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alistair Overeem, just a monster at that time, especially when he was in the middle of juice. And he was a fucking animal. And uh, he took that fight on with diverticulitis and everything. So hats off to that. And then he came back to wrestling wearing MMA gloves and MMA trunks and, like, boxing shoes. And he was a cage fighter. He was doing cage fighter moves on people. And he wasn't chain wrestling or rolling or, like, it just, that's not wrestling to me. And I noticed, like, even Undertaker did that for a minute where he was, like, starting to throw, like, arm bars and leg lock things and, like, making it like, like, he was doing, I think he did a triangle on somebody once. And I was like, what in the fuck? is going on well, right that, again now. that's uh, like those are two totally separate things going into that though like we've said before there are some stipulation matches where that's what you have to do so you change your game up a little bit and you add that to your repertoire so throwing those in there kind of not only does it just expand from his uh throwing punches and walking the rope and choke slam and power bomb that it kind of expands that look it's like john cena's five moves of doom where he literally did five moves and then he added in a springboard stunner off the off the rope. Yeah, but that's wrestling. And then he added in like a, a leg drop from the top rope. You know, yeah, it's, that's, I get it. But that's, that's wrestling. Yeah, but what I'm like saying is, fighting. so you look at what Brock Lesnar did though back in the like when Brock Lesnar was wrestling the guys back in the day, he's turned into that five moves of Doom, John Cena. Right. Where he oh, does. Oh, I get what so you where, mean. Like, where just like kind he of played was, out. Yeah. Like the same and so thing. he's just he he's that. Well, now Power Brock Lesnar's down to one move. I mean, he does the suplexes, and then he does, like, an F5 or whatever, yeah. and that's it. Well, and then he'll throw in a Kimura every now and again. Yeah, but it's that's what I mean. Like, that doesn't translate to wrestling fans, yeah. or it shouldn't. Like, I, you know, I had 32 cage fights. I know what it's like to be in a triangle. I know what it's like to be in arm bars, and I know that's where the fear comes from. Like, you're the one that knows your arm is going to break, yeah. but that doesn't translate to good... Theatrics and well, and the reason I why I think and nobody fan... taps to him either. That's the thing. Well, if no, guys that's aren't the going thing. To sleep and guys aren't tapping, they... then it doesn't make it part of the it's so like when... a dangerous part of. So when he was throwing you know... in the Kimura and stuff like that, that was so when he won that UFC fight like that, that's where people's brains go is he legitimately broke that dude's arm in that fight. Right. Okay. So when you bring yeah. it into that kayfabe, you look at it as 
holy shit, he's going to break this dude's arm. Yeah. Like, and even though they, they like, with Ronda Rousey's arm bar. But she fucking, she, she is can do good it. at making, okay, that's the one example in wrestling where I went, no, her style of, of making fighting wrestling was is probably one of the best ever. Like, yeah. And there hasn't been a so, so many yet in wrestling where you have a crossover from a UFC star. And not, like, to bring this up, but WWE already dropped Cain Velasquez. They oh, yeah, realized they, you are not a Ronda Rousey. You are not going to be that kind of a draw. Because Well, and not only that, but with furloughing everybody that they were, they yeah, were just they, kind they, of... It was a terrible time. He was a one-and-done yeah. one fighter. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. But with that being said, I just didn't like the comeback. And, and here's a huge part of my hate, hatred for Brock Lesnar is... All the behind-scenes stories from UFC to WWE to anybody that's ever worked with him on a movie, he is just, like, an arrogant asshole to anybody that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, he's not, like, the dude, like, signing autographs. He's not, like, a nice guy. He just seems like somebody that would pick on people, and he's so big and intimidating that I immediately have my guard up about a guy like that. Like, you probably suck in person if you're not in control of what's... So now some of that is just personality traits, though, too. And I'm not saying that yeah. is it being thrown into that limelight like that. Like, he was definitely, like, when he was a kid, obviously the stories have been, he was kind of a nerd growing up. He went through college. He was just a big dude going into wrestling. Comes out of wrestling, this huge hulk of a man, and then goes straight into pro wrestling. I mean, and it makes sense, but he was also that quiet farm boy that didn't have a whole well, lot of friends except for he sports. was learning and he yeah. learned wrestling that's yeah. what i don't understand is in, in his later years he's so worried about his physique which is still just like it would be if he was going into a cage fight he looks like yeah. he's in amazing shape but he doesn't he just doesn't seem to move well he doesn't move like a wrestler he moves like a cage fighter he seems yeah. lunky and he only does a, like a small set of stuff i don't know i just he fucking doesn't seem like a cool dude like i know yeah. that if i was with brock lesnar at a bar and he was with his friends, and I was with my friends. That's fucking dude I want to throw something at. But that's the thing. Like, he wouldn't be with his friends. And that's the main thing that I'm trying to get at this. He's not that kind of guy that goes into a situation and goes, I'm the center of attention. That's why when he goes in the ring, he doesn't talk at all. It's never been him speaking. He's got Brock, or he's got Paul Heyman doing it for him. Yeah. And Paul Heyman is that attractive. He wants, he's yeah. that light that shines on Brock Lesnar. Like there, there oh, can be, yeah, yeah, it can, yeah. he can be in a, in a room by himself and nobody, other than his massive size, nobody's going to pay any attention to him. Well, yeah, but it's he's the not size even the biggest cat in the yeah. pond anymore by far. Yeah. So like him being the beast, it's like, yeah, but that other guy's bigger. You know what I mean? It's like on workaholics when they're, they're, uh, doing the clown thing on the side to make extra cash. And Durr shows up with the stilts on as, as like the tall clown thing. But then there's this dude that's even taller than him just normally. He's like, dude. <laughs> This doesn't work when you're here. And that's what I think about when they still have this beast incarnate vibe with him. Because I'm like, dude, there's fucking killers in wrestling right now. Well, that's the thing Monster they look at. Killers. That's why they do it like that, though, is because they want... Even when you get got guys like Keith Lee, when he stepped up to him in the Rumble, and you've got guys like Braun Strowman who stepped up to him on just regular matches. Yeah. They make those guys... They're bigger than him, but that's the thing. They make Brock Lesnar almost... Ever since he beat the Undertaker, and I don't want to, and I hate that was that. a killer match. That was a good match. No, no, no. I'm not saying that was. I'm not saying it was a That's bad match. That's the Brock Lesnar I love. That was that not what I'm match saying. Rocked. That's not what I'm. What I'm getting at is, so now that he's beat Undertaker, he is now that Undertaker status. Oh, right. where like almost his streak. The only people that beat him are somebody that beats him at a big blockbuster pay per view. So yeah. they can then bring it back to him in like another two later, right? Essentially, so like, giving him a, yet another vacation because then he doesn't have to run the belt for so a while. In, for and example, then you don't see him. You never see him on Raw. You never see him all pissed that he lost his title. He's just right. gone. So, for example, last year he loses it at Mania to Roman Reigns. I think it was right. Then they come around to Money in the Bank the very next month. There's eight guys that are supposed to be in the match. Somebody gets hurt in the back, and they go, we've got somebody that's replacing him, but he never comes out. The eighth person never shows up until the dead last second, where like everybody's kind of laying around. There's one guy climbing up the ladder, and he gets halfway up the ladder, and Lesnar's music hits. Lesnar comes in, takes out the ladder, takes out everybody that's in the ring, climbs up the ladder, and he gets that money in the bank briefcase. Yeah. So then he holds on to it until the next major one of the big fours, which I think was SummerSlam. And he wins it back there. Yep. So, I mean, they, they, they have their ways of making him that Undertaker status, but it's also 
he's now even though there's people bigger and badder than him that's like when you had taker come in and he's got he was going up on matches against uh great Kali, who's a massive man super big he's just lunky as all hell he right. can't, he's got no movement to him <laughs> right, not at all so that's kind of what they're looking at when you get guys like and these guys definitely can move a lot better than great Kali, but keith lee right you know braun Strowman. they're bigger they're bulkier but Brock Lesnar is that guy that's going to come in and just destroy him. Well, it's almost like knowing his backstory is what makes me look at his him as a wrestler and I go, "Yeah, but you're just a dick." I know that's like yeah. in real life you only show up for reels when you fucking feel like it. And so then they translate it to his character, which good on them, they can push it longer to get, you know, him part of the storyline, but it's just so easy to hate a guy when you know he's like legitimately well, like, you know, like I say, when he's introvert and like very self centered. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like he doesn't go out in public. He has his farm is in the middle of nowhere and even to the edge of Canada. His, even to the edge of his property he's got like ten or twelve feet high fences around it. Yeah, he so he just doesn't Canada want now. anybody coming around. I didn't even know that. He moved like he like Minnesota's already cold and isolated. Well he had somewhere down in like Canada. He has a huge farm in Canada. We had somewhere down in like Texas or Oklahoma or something like that. Somewhere in the Probably Midwest. Too many fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> well even then, like the farm area, like he just had this huge open area that he could go to. And it was just him and his wife. Well they got kids and shit too, yeah. don't they? I think so. They got yeah. one or two kids. Yeah, that's so anyway, so for Brandon it's like a a personal thing like that's only it in wrestling if i didn't know his backstory like if people knew as much about jimmy snooker's backstory when he was famous not after he was famous if as many people knew about jake the snake roberts maybe the exploits of Shawn michaels and the rockers things that they did to people at the time instead of finding (laughs) out as a ha 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 they used to shave chicks heads after they partied with them all night type of shit you know, you find out a years later, and it's like, oh, you old, you know, party animal. It's like, dude, he's fucking fifty. He's not even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anyway, that's that's the thing about it is I think that's why I don't like Lesnar is I know too much about him. Yeah. Behind the scenes, and I can't pull myself into liking. Well, the wrestler see, that's version. the problem with wrestling now is like that that curtain, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because you learn more about the person. Right, and, and which, I think cage fighting brought out who he was as a person. Yeah, I, like he had some like. Just stupid shit he would say at the end of fights and like get all amped up. Like after he beat Frank Mir, he was talking about pulling a lucky horseshoe out of his ass and he was gonna go home and bang his wife. Like that's almost verbatim. I'm not yeah. saying oh, it no, exactly, but it was that. really close to that, dude. Just being super unprofessional and like arrogant and you know, I mean, yeah, he's a big monster dude. He's got the biggest UFC gloves that ever been put on a man's hands, but yeah, don't just don't be dickhead. Right. You know, like I don't know. He's so, like, off my radar. Here's a good example, Brandon, just to fucking round this out. If I met him in person and he was pitching me shit, I wouldn't even fucking hesitate to not take his shit. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to clip you up. You know, like, I would give it the old college try. I'd probably die, but, like, you know. You could go down swinging. Oh, dude. At least one swing. If I could get him one on the chin, dude, just start lighting him up, dude. Every, I, you know, and every washed-up cage fighter from the amateur circuit probably thinks that about most people. Right. Like Conor McGregor, someday, dude, him and me, in our 50s, we're going to bump into each other in a fucking bar, dude. I'm like, now's the time, motherfucker. You know, I'm going <laughs> to bottle his ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's kind of, like I said, we wanted to get back to you on that one. We apologize for... Letting that one slip through the cracks. And like I said, we did mention it in the episode, but I just, for, we just went my right brain by it, forgot to roll back to it. I think you knew better than to bring Brock Lesnar up so well, soon because yeah. then this shit happens. 15 minutes in and we're... <laughs> it's just Brock Lesnar. Hate. Brock Lesnar convo. That's so, all right. Uh, this one tonight, guys, we're going to talk some movies. We've watched some pretty good movies lately. Uh, I, I have a tendency of buying movies and not watching them because I hate watching them by myself. I find That's them at Jim's my... house in the plastic most of the time yeah. still. The only, I did watch Bad Boys for Life the other day by that myself. Good? That was actually really good. They, they put an old man spin on it, which is kind of cool. The, they're aging detectives, yeah. not young badass like, so, so the whole point of it is, is like the first the opening scene is like they... Whoa, you better watch that oh, stuff. Yeah. You're going to spoiler somebody out. And well, spoilers. By now, it's been out there for a minute. And if you're a fan, you've watched it. If <laughs> That's not, how old I am. It's probably been out yeah. for, like, what, six months? No, not, not that long. It literally just came out on DVD, like, last week or the okay, week before. Okay, so I'm not that behind. Yeah. So, like, it starts off, and they're, um, they're rushing down the road in, like, Mike's Ferrari, right? And it's a typical, like, opening scene where they're just, like, 
plowing through traffic, trying to get somewhere. They pull into the hospital and they do that slow-mo where they get out and Mike puts his jacket on and <laughs> Marcus gets out of the car and he busts it into like a fire hydrant like he always does. He's like, shit, man, I'm sorry. And he's like, you need to, you got to buff that out. Like, you're going to take care of that. <laughs> they run up the hospital and it's Marcus's daughter gives birth oh, with yeah. the same big doofy-eared fucker from the second one. Where they're like, <laughs> you ever had sex with a man? No. You want to? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Good, ain't gonna be no fucking around tonight. You know, shit like that. So then it like it goes into like them celebrating Marcus being a granddad, and uh, then it opens up into um, they have a wager on a foot race as to who's going to what the plan is. If Marcus wins, they retire. If Mike wins, Will Smith's character, then they keep going until the wheels fall off. They just ride it out, Murtaugh style, you know. <laughs> Get too old for this shit. Yeah. And so they start off on the foot race. Mike's just blowing him out of the water, turns around, spins backwards. Marcus looks over, and there's a guy on a motorcycle that slows down, pops the front wheelie, and just puts three in Mike. What? It starts the movie off where he just puts three in Mike. Like, shoots him? Yeah. Now, that's where I'm going to stop, and I'm going to make you watch the movie oh, now. Oh, man. Because now, then they leave it open for what the situation is. Oh my god! But Why the, the hilarity in it is so good. Like there's there's well obviously I'll, this is gonna spoil it anyway because Mike makes it. Oh so, great! Now yeah. I don't have to watch. Now you movie. don't have to watch it. But they show up. There's a guy that calls them for protection, and they show up in my, uh, Marcus's minivan, <laughs> and he's got the baby inside. And he's like, "I sent the girls off for a spa day, and before we go see this guy, we got to drop the baby off at the spa." And they pull up, and they're in like you know this Nissan Quest minivan, and he's like, <laughs> "Mike, you better get that baby in there." He's like. I'm not taking that baby in there. They're like, he's like, you want to go see this guy? You're the one on the force still? You take that baby in there. So, like, he kind of creeps in. He, like, <laughs> slides the door open, sets the baby down all quiet. Marcus's wife looks over. Mark, I'm going to kill you. And they run off and jump back in the van. He's taking it all slow like Grandpa. Like, he stops at a yellow light and shit like that. <laughs> they pull up where they get to go, and they both climb out of the van, and they start to walk towards the building. And you just hear, just smash. And it's the guy from the top that they're supposed to go see just crashes into the fucking top of the van. And he's like, Mike's like, that better be an air conditioner or a piano. (laughs) And they turn around and they're like, God damn it. (laughs) So it just, it opened, there's so much like old man stuff in there that it's just hilarious. Those are like a majority of the movies I remember as a kid. Yeah. It was like the Bad Boys movies. And like Lethal Weapon movies, Die Hard movies, anything oh God, with yeah. Steven Seagal or like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all the Bloodsport movies. I yeah. mean, that's what I spent hours watching. Oh, yeah. Bloodsport, uh, okay, so as a kid, I can remember vividly Bloodsport was probably like my favorite jam. Like I could just watch it over and over and over and I was just like, I was always so mad at that giant Chinese dude for smashing up the Harley guy. I hated yeah. that. I was so upset. And oh, yeah. And that dude know, was the cool one anyway. Well, yeah, and you watch it, and for some reason I'm always like, dude, he ain't going to make it this time. Like, he's, yeah. It's, it's going to be a different ending, you know, or whatever. As a kid, and I, I just fuck, dude, that movie was awesome. Well, like, for me, I was a big, like, I'm obviously a big fan of horror films. If you've seen me, you know my arms are covered in horror tattoos. So watching, like, the old horror ones going into, like, uh, Aliens, which they've even extended off into recent days with, like, Prometheus and Alien Covenant and shit like that. Uh, all movies I get to watch Predator uh, the obviously like the old school Nightmare on Elm Streets the Friday the 13th yeah we never really talk about those ones when we're talking about the big scary flicks and I always forget about uh, was it fucking Freddy Freddy yeah dude I just always forget and those were some of my favorites too man well the thing that I like about Freddy is it first started off where he was supposed to be scary and then as you slowly get into it further in the series he becomes comical like, all his kills are, like, he makes that joke. That's like the Leprechaun movies, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, okay, there's another one that I fucking literally, me and my dad wore, like, two copies out on VHS living in the woods. Because we would just, I can always remember the opening scene and him going in the pawn shop or whatever, dude. And it's got the the Middle Eastern dude or whatever. And he's, like, you know, trying to get his gold back or whatever from me. And I'm, like, slaughtering everybody in it. But, dude, the Leprechaun movies, they always, he always had, like, a limerick. Oh, yeah. And then they had, like... What was it? Leprechaun, like, 5 or 6 or 12 or what? I don't know. They made... I have one. It's a 9 set. 
Oh yeah. So there's at least nine leprechauns, and I bought. They've that. made another one with origins where it's like the beginning of him supposed is, to be. Is it? I think I have that on the. That's it on the box. Be. Set. It could be. Yeah. And that one's actually you know the funny thing about that, the guy that plays the leprechaun is mm-hmm. Hornswoggle from wrestling. In the new one. In the new one. Yeah. Oh wow, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and the guy that originally played it. Wasn't too, like, make-upped up. Like, no. He was pretty fucking spooky looking. Uh, he was the way. same dude that was in Willow and stuff like that. He was the same little little person. Yeah. I don't, uh, wait, is that what it is? is I that think PC, it's little person. little person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you go, like, with those, like, you get into, like, Leprechaun in the Hood and Leprechaun in Space. That's what you get. But Leprechaun my, in Space. Dude, my favorite is hilarious. when you look back and you look at, like, the first in, installment of those movies and the stars that were in them that came out of nowhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Friday the Thirteenth, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, got his acting debut. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp. Really? Yep. He was the kid that dies in the um, waterbed oh, accident. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they walk into his room and his his bed's just like just it's his room is covered in blood. That's like a pre cocaine Johnny yeah. Depp and everything. Um, Leprechaun. You know who's got the story? Was the star in that one? Mm-mm. Jennifer Aniston. Oh really? Yeah, she was the chick that's always <laughs> I never running paid away from him. To it. Uh, what's the other one that I like? Oh, uh, it's not the original. It's um, Halloween Six, I believe. Uh, Is that the one where they have the the handy cams and they do it like an episode? No, what's that's it? Halloween Resurrection, I think. That's what like Buster. The, yeah, they go back to the house to like <laughs> set up the, but they actually they, they hire make, they somebody. They make them to stay yeah. the night or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, Halloween Six is actually Paul Rudd's. Film oh, debut. wow. That's crazy. And he plays, like, this creepy neighbor guy that, like, he lives across the street from the Myers house, and they, like, the new family moves in, and they've got a baby, and the baby is what he's trying to protect. They Mike comes back, and he thinks that's his baby sister. He gets in that little mental oh, lapse. Yeah. And so Paul Rudd's, like, the creepy guy that lives across the street with, like, the telescope cam, uh, oh, and yeah, he's watching yeah, yeah. him and shit. And it's, like, it opens up as, like, a ritual or something at a church. To try to like slay the the baby that's a, and it's like the Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street, excuse me, where they get to like the dream trial and it's like Freddy. The reason Freddy came to be was because um, his mother was a nun that got raped by an inmate, and it was because she was like a person of heaven or something like like a godly figure. And a nun's oh, that's state. Great. Yeah, I always thought that the Freddy started because he was a, a child rapist that got burned. Well, there's that, but then it's like also that. like so that's the like that's how he it. gets to be. And then like mm. when he wishes to, he doesn't want to die. He gives his soul to like the dream spirits or whatever that infest him when he burns, and then he can infest dreams. But it was how he was born to begin with. Oh, was it was you. his mother all in this crazy? Yeah, yeah. So there's some crazy it's like twists. Scary out there. Terry on Rick and Morty, right? Scary Terry, bitch. <laughs> fuck, I love that, dude. Ah, fuck, he can go through dreams, you know, and they're just running away and shit, dude. God, I love it. Yeah. Uh, comedies. That's another good... Well, we oh, can go through comedies. That's the dude. other thing that I like, is comedies. Like, you can you can sit down and... Like, not just stand-up comedy either, though, folks. Like, when you sit... Like, like comedy I watched, movies, I watched sure. Caddyshack for the first time in a long time yesterday, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't stop laughing at that fucking gopher... <laughs> and Bill Murray trying to get the gopher, and the guy that runs the um, country club, and the kid that is a caddy that fucks his daughter in his bed and shit like that, and he comes home and <laughs> trying to chase him down with the golf club, and he bumps into the uh, butler upstairs, and the, there's an old couple that walk in downstairs, and we were supposed to meet them for tea, weren't we? And the guy, he bumps into the butler, and the tea just falls off his hand <laughs> over the balcony into the downstairs in the foyer area. And they're like, looks like there's the tea. <laughs> it's just super, like, corny-ass jokes. Right. No, I love those. And, like, uh, I grew up on, like, Slapshot with Paul Newman, like, the original with the original. Right. Uh, not the Smash Brothers, the... Uh, the Goon Brothers? Yeah, we're close. I know. I, That's I, what they were. They were the fucking, the Goon Brothers, and they just would smash people out and, like, it was movies like that where you like learned an actual sense of humor because it was an adult joke and it had like setup, right? Like, and, and like it had subtle like punchlines and stuff. And I can remember that or like all the Adam Sandler movies, Happy oh, yeah. Gilmore and Billy Madison. The originals, and, the originals. Yeah. Like you, once you got past, I think Little Nicky, 
They turned into like way more family films. Well, and what you yeah, and then it turned into all the cliche like like yeah. Adam Sandler stuff, you know, which is cool and all. I mean, you ride the ride if you're making millions off of doing something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all of his early like Airheads. Oh like, God, him yeah. and Airheads Love was pretty good. Airheads. You know, that's, that's another one I haven't seen it forever. <laughs> oh shit, dude. Him well, and, and Steve Buscemi and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I didn't, that was the first time I think I've seen Brendan Fraser in a comedy because everything else has been like. When you look at like well, his in early that era, stuff. he's yeah. like Encino Man. I mean, that's kind of funny. That's true. And, like, Encino Man with Pauly Shore. Uh, he had funny ones. I mean, he Pauly Shore is another one that you can go back. And I, I mean, his acting is subpar at best, but it was the character that he played. Well, and he's definitely a, like a typecast. Yeah, he's like a Gary Coleman or a, something like that. Yeah. in the army now. Certain, yeah, he, uh, he's going to act a certain way. Oh, uh, what was the other one? Um, Obviously, he was in uh, Encino Man. He was in... Uh, Biodome? Biodome. Yeah. Uh, Son-in-Law is the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely typed. He oh, yeah. still does stand-up. He did stand-up not that long ago in Spokane. I he's actually, doing it this summer, too. I actually found a... Uh, it was like an independent YouTube film or something that he did, but he plays a serial killer in Vegas. Oh, wow. And it's so weird to see him go from like... What's up, buddy? To like just he's got a, he's like sitting there with like a knife and he's tapping it on his head and he's got the chick tied to the chair and going through everything yeah. like and it's still his voice but it's not like well like a funny you know, the like power kind of crazy guy. guy well yeah but like a crazy funny guy can go to like an out of control manic person in an acting sense pretty easy yeah you just you ramp up the speed of like your motions and then you take away the funny shit yeah. and that's like. Well, uh, Bobcat Goldway, talking Criminal Minds, he played a serial killer. Yeah, and he turned he and he played a comedian on there too. He was a stand up comic, like in the fading years in his career. Like, go figure, he probably signed right. up for that. <laughs> I'm doing that. Yeah, might as well do that, you know. And he 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 played an awesome serial killer. Dude, yeah, you know, Robin Williams. No, oh god, fucking yeah. super funny dude. That one hour serial and fuck, um, dude. Patch Adams. One hour photo is a gnarly film insomniac. Like, that makes him nuts i think it's insomniac or insomnia or something like that he did another one he's done a uh, lot of yeah. serious flicks man he's he he went all over the road though he could do serious he could do drama he could do a combination of the two i mean shit a, a show about a robot bicentennial man exactly, still yeah. made me super sad goodwill hunting dead poet society Goodwill Hunting was a good flick for him too. Uh, good morning helped. Vietnam. Well, Good morning Vietnam. Got uh, was the the good old days or whatever. The, what was the football one where he, he played the guy that dropped the football in the high school game and then they go back and they get a replay of football game. It has Kurt Russell as the quarterback, and uh, he's. I don't think the, I've like, ever seen that. One. Oh, dude, that's a fucking killer flick. I wish I could remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's uh. I want to say like the good old days or something like that is the the good days or something is the name of the flick. But yeah, it's they go back and somehow get to replay some football game and like at that point, uh, Kurt Russell is like you know he hurt his knee and never went on to play the college game or whatever like one of those storylines. But it's got a bunch of funny shit in it. Oh wow, you know? yeah, no super good. Uh, flick. The Night Listener, uh, Survivors with uh, Walter Matthau was another good one. Well, yeah, and he was like an SNL king. Yeah. He, you know, Mort. On. His just, oh yeah, Mort from, uh, Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then like going into, um, like sticking into the comedy, like for me, I've always been a fan of like rom-coms. Like I don't mind a chick flick as long as there's like some humor to it. Like anything that Ben Stiller does is pretty rom-com-y anymore. Like, what you do know, you mean by rom-com? Romantic comedy. Oh, I gotcha. So yeah. like... I can get into them, but they're just like I said. As long I mean, as long as there's humor to it, like yeah. um, Shallow Hal. Oh, dude, I'm so uh, glad you literally just stole that out of my mouth. I was like, that's uh, the most Along romantic came Polly. comedy. That I love I like. Along Came Polly. Is one of my favorite. I ones. think Me Myself and Irene is me, a romantic comedy. Irene, yeah. uh, the Wedding Singer. Yep, is a good one. Oh, dude, actually, that's a killer flick. Yeah, it that's is. another really good one. Yeah, there was an era there where like every flick of his was like good and catered to people expecting him to be a little bit more like comedically advanced or whatever and yeah that was like just before the flop yeah not well, the flop i mean just he went well, when to you get into like, like and grown-ups he's was doing probably like the hotel biggest transylvania yeah. and that kind of stuff what was that one where he got like cancer and uh uh seth rogan was his like like uh that's a different one that's not adam sandler that is adam sandler no not the one you're thinking of where he gets cancer and he shaves his head no that's um he's a comedian in that dude it's it's fucking adam sandler movie 
and Seth Rogen is his backup. Dude, he's like he was like he like leads he does the entrance or whatever like the five minutes oh, before okay. he would come on and he was the like opener. his assistant and stuff and it's I'm pretty sure I hopefully I'm not wrong but I'm I, I know there's this one much of the movie but it's uh it's about like a, another agent comic but he's like super famous and then Seth Rogen plays a guy that is his essentially travels around with him when he does a stand up and does his opener thank you I finally just figured out the word in my head but opener yeah he's his opener and then he gets cancer and he helps like treat him and then he goes back to being an asshole after he like beats cancer or whatever it's anyway that's another one of those like serious slash funny oh flips. funny people was that it uh yeah that's it that's the one the one i was thinking of where it's uh seth rogan but it's um joseph gordon levitt and he's got cancer and he shaves his head wow he must it was another it was like a different and seth rogan style. helped him go through yeah he was like too? his best buddy or oh, whatever shit, dude yeah. Uh, I mean, and again, there were some good ones in between there. Uh, anger management, uh, Chuck and Larry. Oh, there's some good flicks. Don't get me wrong. It's just when it went like straight Disney. Well, yeah, like I said, once you, once you start rolling into um, Hotel Transylvania, that's my boy, uh, Jack and Jill. Uh, you know, just go with it. Some of those were good, but it's also the only thing that made them Sandler Jack movies and was Jill like was the, the definitive. Yeah, this is a Sandler flick, and it's all the cliche. Sandler Jones. Yeah. And the other, uh, well, Waterboy, were... classic. Oh, yeah, that's, well, shit, everything was better uh, in Big the 90s Daddy. and before. Like, well, now... Waterboy, yeah, Waterboy was 98, Big Daddy was 99, Billy Madison, <coughs> 95, 96 was Happy Gilmore. Well, so, like, what's your favorite kind of movies, man? I mean, I'm, horror? You're I'm a, horror, yeah. I'm a horror film, but I like, um, I, I'm just like a movie guy, like, I don't necessarily think I have a, a favorite, like, the what we I like and, we went and watched Magic Mike together. No, we didn't. I have a movie ticket. I've told we way too many people this story. to Magic Mike. Are you sure, dude? Positive. I'm sure I went with a guy. It wasn't me. It wasn't I Jake. never see either of those in theater. Man, that's a good flick. I, Magic Mike is actually a good yeah, flick. No, I trust. I you. mean, it makes you like <laughs> I question suck, a little bit. I suck as a man. You know these dudes all question a little bit, but yeah, and they can dance and shit. Did you know, uh, what's his face from that movie? Uh, Channing Tatum. He actually was a stripper. Oh, yeah. So, like, not only does he have everything going for him the way that he does, he's got moves. And oh, yeah, dude, like, he's constantly you know, dancing. Like, that's how he got into... Well, you know what I mean? Like, when you see a guy like that, and you see him, like, step out of a Ferrari, and they got, like, nice clothes, and they got a cool life, just this in general, and you pull up to a urinal, and you're like, <laughs> I bet I got one thing on him. And still not. Not yeah, with that. that fucking guy. Chan James probably got like a baby arm, dude. He's a fucking stripper. That sucks. There's nothing not good about that guy. And he like runs <laughs> charities and oh, like yeah, helps dude. other... Na- you know what I mean? Like, I, think I dare I... somebody. Why isn't he president? Why isn't Channing... And then just be like, everybody be nice like him. And do good, nice well, things, had, you know? Like tiny... Ashton Kutcher type yeah. shit, you know? He's had tiny little roles from like uh, Coach Carter. He was one of the, He was the white guy on the basketball team. To when it went from like just but like just after that I think it was um, oh he's got one where he's a di- he goes to a dance school and he's like he has to he's just dicking around like doing like the little ballet pirouettes but he brings a hip hop style to it which is like obviously his style and then you get to like Magic Mike and stuff like that and uh, Twenty One Jump Street which surprised the hell actually, out of me good yeah movie. surprised the hell out of me how good movie. it actually turned out to be. Um, well, it's because of his. Who was the, what's that guy's name in there with him? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. There's a dude that can act his fucking yeah. ass off yeah. too. Uh, was that uh, War Dogs? Yeah. Is that the name of that one? With him and um, oh god, what's the other kid's really name? really pretty dude? Yeah, <laughs> but he's been in a handful of other movies too, where he plays this like the um, like the intellectual but like yeah. the smart ass. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like, like I yeah, said, War I just Dogs like movies in shit, general, dude. dude. Like. I can go. I remember watching movies like the first movie I went to as a kid. Here's a here's a we were talking about this earlier. The Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah. The first Ninja Turtles movie was the first movie I ever went to see in theaters. That's a banger. And dude. I remember sitting there. My parents saw me. They remember me sitting there and just awe. Oh yeah. Of the dude. size of the turtles coming out of the screen, like <laughs> wow. Well, it was a good and then getting thing, out to dude. the car and having like the little turtle action figures. You know, the original turtle <clears> action <throat> figures. That was the one that Somebody I had two sets of them. I was going to say, that's the one I want to kick myself them. over. Parents bought me two sets of these. And we're going to get into toys here, obviously, real quick. Parents bought me two sets of the action figures. Uh, all four Turtles and Shredder and I think Splinter. 
and I had all six of those, and I had two sets of them. One set to play with and one set to keep in the package. <laughs> well, what do you do when you're a kid that's two or three years old and you lose the accessories that go with your action figure and you know you have another set up in the closet? <laughs> you go get that You set. rip into that set and you pull out the weapons for that person that you needed. But hey, now you've got two of them, so you can lose one or destroy one and have the other one still to play with. Yeah, because uh, you want to play with the shiny exactly, one. Yeah. The and then shiny as t- for two hours. As the more movies went out, I got one of the actual action figures from the second one, which they weren't the hard plastic. They were that rubber. Oh, yeah. So, like, you could squeeze them and stuff like that. And then you could pop the arms off the socket, pop them back on. Same with the legs. Which just made them Yeah, visible. just made them more destructible. First time you do that in the yeah. yard, you're going to lose a leg. Uh, and then I ended arm. up getting a couple of the ones from the third one, <laughs> which was the worst in the set. Yeah. And then you get into, like, back the Back to TV the first series. one. Oh, yeah. Highest grossing independent film of all time so far. Yeah, still to this day. To that's this insane. Day. Yeah. That's insane. Like, I mean, and that was put out in what, 87, 88? Mm, somewhere uh, in there, 88 or 89. Had to have been 89 because I, I was born in 88, so. Yeah, it wouldn't have um, been an after thing. No. But yeah, uh, one of the most successful brands of all time when it comes to action figures. Uh, the comics obviously led the revolution, but then the movies just like super part, like charged steroid it. Like, uh, yeah, what th- those like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could get like an hour all in a, of themselves. Like we could just do an hour on the turtles. Oh, we got and, yeah. like yeah, nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety was the first one that came out. God, that's so crazy. Yeah. So that means what ten, twenty, thirty, 30. thirty years of dominance is, and we're talking in modern times of money too. So that's not just like. If that money was translated to day money, it's still the highest grossing flick with all the other ones that have come out in the last 15 years. And that's exactly, we were talking about what the third one was, it is Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. Was the third one, the worst one. Yeah, don't bother watching that one. Just watch the I mean, first you, one. I mean, you kind of have reminisce. to watch it in order to get the full Secret effect of it. Secret of the Ooze was yeah. rad too. Yeah, Secret of the Ooze was really cool because then they bring in uh, Toka and Razor. Well, it gives you more action figures to yeah. play with. Yeah, yep. Which was their goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then again, back to the '90s. Like you look at like the action movies. It goes from um, Terminator Two, ranging from Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, to The Matrix. The very first Matrix movie came out in '99. Yeah, yeah. It was just a different kind of. Flip. Oh yeah, because it wasn't that there was a hero. There was just like it was the origin like story, the introduction. Yeah. yeah. Like at least he was fighting the system or whatever. Yeah. And it came up at a time, of course, in like culture where. Everybody was like, "Rage Against the Machine" yeah, was the band. The yeah, finish was yeah, like the yeah, closing yeah. Let's all be against and... the machine. You know, yeah. the machine must be bad. And like, I don't know. As I get older, the machine's working for me. Right. <laughs> like, it is now. Yeah, I can go buy all the action figures I want. I fucking sit in my house and relax. Except the problem with buying the action figures is most of the place to get the new ones, you don't want to go back to. Well, maybe. When all this mellows out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe when Walmart like goes back to being normal, I can go back to being normal, and then we can go back to buying fucking action figures. <laughs> Plus, big lots will open soon. Idaho's opening like as we speak. Day by day, they're going to start introducing businesses that are open. Uh, thrift stores are going to start I think big lots up. is still open because they sell groceries and stuff like that. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. They, well, well then they got figures, dude. Go check it out. That's where I got the Rey Mysterio, the 1997... Rey Mysterio winning the Intercontinental belt. That's right. His uh, The best match against Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, that was a killer match. And he's wearing full spandex, which just seems super uncomfortable. From the old Phantom movie, the action. <laughs> really? The comic book. Well, see, now Phantom. I just need to get the comic book Phantom action figure and put it up next <laughs> to it. Not like my James Ellsworth, dude. No. That was a collector decision for sure. I was like, dude, that's the smallest action figure ever made. He's just a tiny all, dude. All yeah. No chin and no oh, yeah. arms. He's got a shirt with his face on it in the action figure. I was like, that's I gotta have that. Well, and that's that was the shirt that they sold for him. It wasn't <laughs> just one that they put for the action figure. Like that was his shirt to sell. <laughs> Picture of himself. Oh my gosh. Well, what other kind of like Killer Clowns from Outer Space? That's a movie. Cult, yeah, classics. cult classics. So we get into cult movies. classics. And again, you can get into those with any genre. Like so, you go to comedy. You've got. Porky's, you've got oh, Animal House, which is branched into God knows how many other series, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, um, 
Caddyshack one and two, I believe. Ghostbusters falls under that category. Yeah, that's. You good. get into horror movies. You got Texas Chainsaw Massacre started off as a cult classic and branched out into more. Uh, Phantasm, one of my favorites, is a cult classic. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, all kinds of them. Action movies. You go back to Terminator. You go back to Predator. Like these are, I mean, movies that are weren't big at the time, but now they're just monsters. Yeah. Well, it's almost like you know, like all the actors have to get old and like be done with movies for them to Machete be like. Machete oh, is a cult classic good. now. Machete is a cult classic, really, because it was. It's one that doesn't look like a movie you would see today. It's shot on that old. Well, it's like eight, vintage eight to millimeter, or yeah. whatever vintage real shit. And then they go to Machete Kills, <laughs> and they still those just start out as grindhouse fake movies. Yeah, like that was the first one that was supposed to be like one of the fake trailers that every like that got the most plug into it. It was all because it's got the trailer itself has Danny Trejo. Uh, Jeff Fahey, I want to say Steven Seagal, because I think he's the bad guy in the first one. Uh, Steven Seagal. Yep. Um, Jessica Alba. Uh, well, and then they got to hire all these motherfuckers to do an actual yeah. movie. Well, and you get guys like, so Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, that double feature for Grindhouse was my movie of that year. Oh, dude, Death Proof? Like, Death, Proof <laughs> Death Proof and Planet Terror. I don't remember Planet Terror. Planet Terror was the first one in the in the uh, double feature. Who was in that? Um, oh God. Uh, Quentin Tarantino was one of the military guys. Bruce Willis, uh, Jeff Fahey. Um, That's a cool Hollywood like friendship that has stayed. Bruce oh, yeah. Willis and Quentin Tarantino. Yep. I mean, they did Pulp Fiction together. They've yeah. done. And you look at the movies; like all those guys are like in, and somehow they even have crossovers in it like it's all one big universe yeah i've noticed oh for like sure. they talk like, about Quentin like tarantino is big like... kahuna burgers brought up in i want to say death proof or planet terror from pulp fiction i think that's what he's eating at the beginning of death proof is big kahuna burger probably but the whole thing with like uh, uh quentin tarantino is one of those directors that doesn't just care about one film or just he cares about all of film like, he's one of those people that thinks, like, one of the biggest flaws in the movie industry is that we have streaming. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he's the one that thinks going to a movie theater and experiencing, like, you sit down, you're around other people, it goes dark, you got the big screen, it's super loud, popcorn snacks, and you get sucked into the film. You're not even allowed, you know, in theory, I've seen right. it, which annoys me, but, like, you know, you shouldn't have your phone out, you should just be enjoying oh, the yeah. film. And that sets up people getting sucked into a film. Where I don't think people get sucked yeah, into no, films like they used to. Like yeah. you don't see depth of uh, plot like you used to in movies. No. Like the heyday, that was probably the early two thousands where you'd uh, see yeah. a lot of really well thought out plot lines and stuff you had to pay attention to. And the only time you see that now is in series because people can rewatch an episode yeah. like ten times to get all the little yeah. subtleties out of it or whatever. Tarantino, like honestly, one of my favorite ones that he did was The Hateful Eight. I still haven't seen that. You still haven't seen that? I think I own it. That's uh, you either you own it or it's one of mine. That's it's probably yours. Well, that's like the same as owning usually it, anymore now. Yeah, because right. you go find your movies and all those movies and you <laughs> have them. Deal. <laughs> and you just knock me out on my head. Oh, what happened? I where'd your movies go? Where did Jim go? Where did Jim go? Jim Which sleep- way did he go? Jim's sleeping on the trampoline, guys. It's fine. <laughs> He'll be all right. We'll put a blanket and a tarp over him. He won't get rained out. Put a little note. You want your movies still? <laughs> Uh, and then obviously like and I the way he does his movies too which is always cool it's always he'll play part of it and then he goes back he'll like takes a section and he goes back before the stuff that you just saw well he goes back or he parallels it to a character you just saw in the thing like he did Robert Rodriguez or Quentin Tarantino do the flick where uh, the hotel uh, split down the middle it was neither of them, believe it or not. That seemed like such a Quentin, it, it, Quentin Tarantino I know. Flick. That's what I kept seeing was I was like, this has got to be a Tarantino movie. Because it has crazy. like the chapters that they break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like room one, that's a, room yeah, two, that's room a super, three. Yeah, that's a fucking Tarantino move. It's, I'd be pissed if I was Tarantino. I'd be like, why didn't I get hired to do this? This yeah. guy just 
fucking bot like oh, that's another killer movie too. Uh, Bad times at the El Royale. Yeah, it's such a fucking good. So flick, good, man. I couldn't believe that. And it when was the good. fucking little nerd finally cuts loose and just starts smoking people, you're like, oh fuck, dude. Yeah, like, nobody. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, dude, that blew my fucking mind. And he's just fucking dat 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 dat. Dude's heads are just fucking exploding. Well, and that's one like, of those movies where you think you get it figured out and you don't till the very end. Like what's um Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. absolutely love that movie because I went to the theaters to see that and I'm sitting there with a group of friends and we're watching it and it opens up where they're just rolling down like this government hall in a golf cart and we're like what the f- is this really the same movie we decided to come see and they get to like you start getting into the horror section and you're like okay so now I got this figured out and you're just driving down the road and the next thing you know you're flipped up on the, the roof of the tunnel like fucking men in black where they're blasting through the New York tunnel like that and then you're like okay so now this makes more sense and then you dive underground in the sewers with the turtles, and you're like, where the fuck is this movie going? And then you get to that end, the climax, where it's like, it's all about appeasing the gods, the the immortals, and you're just like, this movie just took a fucking like, leap to outer space, and you're well, just and like, not, holy not shit. Not to like pin to another Quentin Tarantino movie, but uh, what's the one in the desert, the fucking, the really good ones? They The bar in the desert, and they turn into vampires? Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, the Dust Till Dawn series. When it, when it starts out, killers killing people, getting away from this, and they get to this fucking bar, and then all of a sudden, vampires. Dude, the first time I saw that fucking movie, I was like, when I was a kid, but I still, I was like, movie adept enough to be like, what the fuck just happened? Right. What just happened? Like, it was a movie about serial killers, and I was super into that part, and like, the overly saturated, like, angles, and like... Like, the hinting at, like, the crime the dude's thinking about committing, and you're like, this is fucking brutal movie, and then boom, fucking vampires, dude, and the whole movie turns right there, and you're like, dude, fucking vampires, like... You want to hear a killer thing? When they, before Paramount turned into Paramount Network, it was El Rey, the El Rey Network, which was run by Robert Rodriguez. He was, like... Yeah. So, on this channel, not only did he have Lucha Underground, going back to the wrestling faction, but he had... From Dust Till Dawn, the series. I've heard about that. And it ran three seasons, and the, all three seasons are on Netflix right now. Are they any good? They're, I, they're actually pretty good. They expand on the characters, and a lot of the actors from the original movie come back to an extent. Like oh, Jeff, shit, that'd be cool. Like Jeff Fahey's in it for something, um, and I don't even know if he was in it. Um, I don't know if... Who's the Cheech prop Marin guy? comes in. Oh, oh probably. Uh, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. So here's the deal. Sex Machine. But he's not Sex Machine in this one. Sex Machine is played by Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. <laughs> um, he is actually a vampire. Tom Savini is a vampire in it. And in the, se- the season I'm just watching now, the third season, it... So the first season, it stretch, it goes from, like, it literally starts off the same. It's the same as the movie. And then you get to the end of the season, and it's still kind of going into the like how they stretch the movie out but they delve more into each character like so with Richie Tarantino's character yeah um the reason why he acted the way he did in some of the spots when he was like hearing the daughter telling him like you know you can do whatever you want to eat want. my pussy or whatever yeah, like yeah, that yeah. it's actually uh Santanico the uh Selma Hayek's character in the movie She's actually in his head already somehow, telling him that you need to come down here. This is where you need to go. Oh, shit, wow. And so when he gets turned into a vampire, it's all part of her plan is to, like, get him down there. Huh. And so that's where some of that comes into. And then, like, they meet up. Uh, Danny Trejo's character plays, like, an undead, uh, like, Western assassin or something in, like, the second season. Holy shit. Um, yeah, like, there's a lot of guys that come back into it. Um, uh so in the opening scene where they're having the shoot off with the uh, sheriffs, yeah. Um, in the season, in the movie, it was like whoever. In the series, it's Don Johnson and <laughs> this unknown sheriff guy. And what it turns out to be is once they kill Don Johnson's character, the other guy goes on a manhunt for these two brothers, and it's him That's chasing him down to Mexico. Uh... And then you get, then you get the brother, the the Asian kid, and the sister, and the dad. The dad's played by um, the Liquid Terminator in Terminator 2. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's the preacher instead of being, uh, what the hell is his name? Um, 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, absolutely. From, uh, That's weird they didn't bring him back. Well, they yeah. couldn't. He got ate up. Yeah. He got ate up and shot up. God, those are some so, good And it was a good series. Like I mean, like I said, I'm in the third season, and I probably will need to go back and watch the rest of them, because it's been a long time since I've watched them. But those were good movies. Um, Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. Those were one up. and two. Yeah. Uh, I love the part where she takes that bitch's eye out in the trailer that already is missing the eye, and then she's just fucking flailing around, dude, and like still trying to like fight, but she's just like screaming and shit. You're like, <laughs> oh, fuck, that just was a whole nother no level. Shit. Of, like, you, you already lost an eye to the point where you're a badass with an eye patch. You don't fucking think that other one's coming out of there, dude. You're like, I already lost one. Statistically, almost impossible, but worst scenario. And she just fucking thah, flicks it right out of her fucking head, dude. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that shit. What else, man? What other oh, kind of movies? Uh, what have you been... I've watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt. Yep. Another Tarantino flick. Such a so good here's, fucking movie, He dude. was supposed to do... Tarantino was supposed to do the next Star Wars mo- Star Trek movie. He was, he was going to do a rated R Star Trek movie and they pulled uh, out. Captain Kirk's going to be doing heroin in slow-mo yeah. fucking 60s acid rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what his next one's going to be now. Like, they've... I've heard rumors, but I don't even remember what the rumors are. Well, and I think with Tarantino, he's only going to take flicks that he really wants to do, and most of the time it's his own screenplays. Well, and a lot of them, too, are like they're history altering movies, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You don't see the end coming the way that it does. No, because you already know what the end's supposed to be, and he's like, fuck that. Let's make history cool. Yeah. Like, I thought that part was cool. I was like, yeah, fuck Charlie Manson. You know what I mean? What was the rumor about what it was supposed to be that they're supposed to pick up in. Um, pulp Fiction. Like, when they open the briefcase, there's supposed to be something... Oh, like, when it shines all yeah. yellowy gold and was... stuff. So there's, like, a lot of rumors out there. That's actually a really cool, like, urban legendy thing. So, like... So some of them say it was Vincent Vega's soul. Not Vincent Vega's. What's the black dude's name in that? The big, giant black dude that runs everything. His wife's the one that... Uh, oh, yeah, no, that, I know. Uh, um, I think it is Vincent Vega. I think so. And I think Vincent Vega's John Travolta's character. That's Vincent Vega. Anyway, I'm talking about the big giant yeah, I know black the, dude that yeah. runs anything. His wife, what the fuck was I just getting? Oh, oh, what was he in the briefcase? Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> like some of the stipulation was it was the black dude's soul that he had somehow sold to the devil and got back somehow from the devil. That's, like, one urban legend. Or it was, the like, the Oscar that he was sure he was going to win from the movie, like, glowing all yellow yeah. gold when he opened it up. There's, like, I've heard a bunch of conspiracies about that. Well, it was that. supposed like, to be something like it was... Because he's never announced what it is, which yeah. is awesome, because it's on every, you know, IMD, you know, movie Sorry, blog whatever, and forum yeah. that exists. You know, it's one of those, like, urban legends. It's always about what was supposed to actually be in the briefcase, yeah. you know. And, or, like, the movies that they say were haunted on set, like The Exorcist, uh, two men, Three Men and a Baby... There's rumors about those being haunted on set or whatever. You ever heard those? No. So, like, The Exorcist, like, certain... And Poltergeist was another one. So, like, certain, like, crazy things were happening on set as they were doing these movies. But the Three Men and a Baby one, there's actually a scene in there where... Um, I think it's Ted Danson is, like, in in one of the scenes. And, like, he goes past the camera and in the reflection of the mirror you can see somebody standing there. Yeah, but I think that's just an action of shitty uh, editing. I think it's an action of you can only get so many people out of scene when filming, and if you have a house scene where there's it, mirrors and no, stuff, it's, like it's him by himself in the house. Right. With, what like, I mean the baby. is like there's like a, a boom operator that oh. holds a fucking microphone above everybody, and there's somebody else here that does the little flapper thing and tells you what scene yeah. you're on. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about an action of filming. I don't think like a action of ghosts. Like that's dumb stuff. That, some ghost shit is so easy to disprove or to not yeah. give too much shits about. Like, the, like no offense to anybody that's into it or whatever, but, like, the Ghost Hunter series and shit where the guys are oh, those are their all... pants, like, every other episode. It's like, dude, you guys are just childish. You guys aren't... Well, like, you want to go experience have... ghosts and shit. Go check out Weatherly. Go check out fucking Plague City up there, dude. That'll fucking yeah. rip your mind out if you want to be... <laughs> don't go... I don't know. I just yeah. think it... How could you... You want to, like, we all want to experience things, right? Like, we all, like, a lot of us either strive to know why we're here. We want to know about, like, if God exists, what's God? All those do ghosts exist? Does the other side yeah. exist? Blah, 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 blah. And why is it that these fucking group of yokels, you know, just dudes, are the ones that get, like, 
like if it was real get blessed with the ability to see and experience ghost shit all the time like no yeah. dude that's way too much clarity like nobody gets that you know so and i mean and there are people that have stories you have stories i have stories um but no guys that just constantly experience well, half it. those shows are all rigged up anyway yeah have, dude, like, that's the thing that sucks it's yeah. like man reality tv isn't even real anymore i'll just watch 80s movies man yeah fucking breakfast club Oh, those kind of movies we didn't even talk about. Like right. John Candy movies yeah. and like Uncle Breakfast Buck. Club and Uncle Buck. Yeah, dude. The Breakfast Great Club, Outdoors. 16 Candles, Great Outdoors. Weird Science. Oh, God, dude. I remember when that was a series on USA. I remember the movie, but then they ended up making a series of it for USA or whatever. It ruins it. Most of the time it does. There's some that have actually like... Like I said, with with From Dust Till Dawn, it might not be as good as the movie... But it translates. It translates, too. and it it, yeah. it like the, like I said, the first few episodes. It's and each season's like ten episodes, so the first like six or seven is like pretty well kept on track with the movie, while expanding bits and pieces of each character, um, and then you get to like it adds to the story, and they can extend the story out uh, with that vampire theme right there. Another one of my all time favorite vampire movies, and it makes the most absolute sense to me in a vampire movie. Uh, 30 Days a Night. Oh, God. Where it's the Alaska one. Yeah, yeah, It's got yeah. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. That makes the absolute most sense to me in this vampire movie. Like, why else... Where else can you go where you're, you don't have to deal with the sunlight that's supposed to affect you? <laughs> right. Like, and you can so just... You can what terrorize. Jim's saying oh. on our show is that all people from Alaska are vampires. Not necessarily. What I'm saying is, is <laughs> that would be where I would go to hunt. Oh yeah, you have dude. thirty days to terrorize an entire village and then move on to the next one. For whatever reason, and that's what they do in this one. Like they go through and they literally wipe out this entire village except for the few people that are hiding up in this attic as they go house to house. It's fucking eating people, eating people, eating the dogs, eating fucking everybody. And Ben Foster, holy fuck, that guy is a dude that can go from. Badass action hero in like the mechanic, I think it is that he's in with Jason Statham, to just creepy ass motherfucker in uh, Thirty Days a Night, and then Hostage with Bruce Willis. Yeah, holy balls, that guy can act. He is he is like my under the radar actor of all time. Like you just don't expect those roles and he started off on a disney show too that's the other thing that's crazy there's about a those. lot of people that have their acting chops like way before they have their who i know Shia LaBeouf, Hollywood chop. yeah but that poor dude he's, he's gone through some shit but well he's but he's like he's still entertaining and he's still like a super talented guy he isn't just like reclusing into himself he's just hollywood isn't doesn't want to work with him or whatever yeah. you know and it is what it is there's a super talented guy for sure yeah came through the kid shows and yep yeah Transformers. I mean, he could make a thing like a robot. Like that movie was super intense. And oh yeah. Like, well, then know. you get into like his more newer ones where he did the one about his life as a like growing up from the even Stevens era, where his dad was like pushing him to do it because his dad wanted to be a star, but it well, was... his dad was like spending all his money. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to like the last one that he did, um, Peanut Butter Falcon, which I still want to see. I haven't seen that. He's like a vag. He's like a, a guy that's just like traveling around like a gypsy dude or whatever like he's just traveling place to place and this kid with down syndrome breaks out of this home and ends up tagging along with him and the kid wants the kid with down syndrome wants to be a wrestler like he oh, wants to be a pro dude. wrestler and <laughs> so like they be, they be friend and like even on set he was talking about like before the movie he was like just a super hardened guy and meeting with this kid and not just taking the movie but actually becoming friends with him softened him up like made him start to like reach out to his parents and stuff like that and try to kind of fix some of the wounds that you have between the people that you know which i mean is cool like i love that whole aspect of it the human side of that well yeah because you don't think of stars is like yeah not that they're not human but like they just have different problems like money yeah and food and shelter is typically not a problem it's like dealing with all the chaos and trauma in their life like which is Almost inherent. It seems like it would be almost impossible. Like, if you went out one night to party as, a, as like, 
<clears throat> a famous person unless you watch your P's and Q's the entire time, dude. Somebody's gonna pick it apart, like, and that's their entire day is yeah. like media picking them apart, you know, like, like Babe Ruth would never exist now because he was like a womanizer. Oh and god, a yeah. Fucking, you know, he partied and drank and all this kind of shit. There's like a lot of people that wouldn't deal with being a star now. So, like, back to that, like when you see that people are more human and they like dial it back and they really do just want to fucking. Like, Shia LaBeouf is somebody that if there was a famous person to meet in a trailer park, like, you came into a trailer, like, dude, I gotta buy some weed off this guy or whatever, and he, like, walked in the trailer, he'd be sitting there smoking weed with the guy, he'd be like, dude, told you I was a friend of Shia, and you're like, that's fucking Shia LaBeouf, but I would be like, well, no, this is kind of him, like, this is yeah. his thing, you know, like, you know, if he wasn't rich, this is where he'd be, you know, and he doesn't let money draw a line with who he chills with, that's right. for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, man, that's fucking movies. Especially right now, you know, like we went through wrestling and we went through a lot of, you know, cartoons and we went through video games and now going through movies. It's just, this is all shit that's entertaining Well, right there's now. another, there's another cart topic for you right there. Disney movies, dude. Mm. Like going from movies growing up like Pinocchio, uh, Jungle Book, uh, Robin Hood. Like the, the classic pencil and pen to paper animated movies that we grew up on are my favorites like don't get me wrong i love some of the pixar movies uh you know wreck it ralph um the oh. incredibles uh finding nemo is always a good one toy story oh toy like, story I, I mean you get the actors in there that like again well, and, like the we first toy story on. came out in like 95 yeah so it's not even that new of a thing no it's, it's kind like of crazy how they yeah. made a Made a super early entrance. And nowadays... Like, Kurt Cobain was still warm when Toy Story came out. <laughs> like, that's a, a weird thought, but, like, yeah. You know? And then you get, like I said, nowadays you get into, like, the animated movies, and they're getting so much more in-depth with detail, and yeah. it's its own universe again, where you oh, look at, absolutely. like... It's made its own in the Pixar-style Disney yeah. 3D movie genre. That's its own thing all over again, just like the pencil versions were. Yeah. Just like the hand-drawn shit. But it's all stuff to distract us. Because guess what? <laughs> Here soon we're going to have to uh, go outside again. They're talking about opening up the state. i got to get to go fishing again. i got to go hiking again. Which means it's mushroom finding season. <laughs> and I can't fucking wait. Because guess what? It just rained super hard for like two days. Which means like two days from now there's going to be mushrooms all over this town and in the woods. And I'm going to go find them. <laughs> and we'll talk about that on a whole nother episode. Uh, outdoor uh, hobbies. Outdoor hobbies. I was going to say drugs. But <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah, outdoor hobbies. That's that like makes a more, more sense. <clears throat> broad. Broader spectrum. Yeah. And it just won't yeah. be me talking the whole time. Yeah. But I still don't do the drugs. So <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. It's going to be It's gonna be like shaking your dad finger at me. Probably. That's all Just a little though, bit. Dude. I'll live vicariously through you, and you live vicariously through me. Yeah. I'll do the drugs, and you'd be single. Yeah. We'll just meet in the middle like we do every week. Yeah. It's kind of how we do this. It well, works. shit. Shout out to all you guys. We fucking love, you know, doing this every week, once or twice a week. And, uh, you know, in the middle of all this, it's hard to find a topic that isn't, you know, COVID, whatever related. But, uh,. Right. Well, but right we're now we're getting with, to it. It's we're getting past the bubble. Shit's starting to open back up, you know, and yeah. people are getting treated well, and they're starting to figure this disease out. So, fuck, dude, we're almost there. Well, this just seemed perfect because again, right now you're sitting at home. What else can you do but watch movies or TV? And I mean, it just it makes perfect sense to discuss some of our favorites, yeah. throw out some ideas to you. If you got movies out there that we missed in those categories, throw them at us when we post this up. Uh, just. Keep us guessing. Keep us on our toes. Shoot us topic ideas, because that's another one we've yeah, been missing. not just the questions, but like topics that you guys want to hear us talking about, because I could sit here and talk about like 50,000 different things in one episode if Jim didn't wrangle in. Like, dude, we got to stick to a couple things to not scare people. Yeah. And uh, so if you guys hint at something, or I, you know... We've already <laughs> talked about... We mentioned last week we we're going to do a conspiracy episode. That's coming... Uh, again, <laughs> well, uh, that's Strap not in, folks. That's not my bread and butter, so we've held off on that. So I have time to look up some stuff and listen to some stuff. Um, but we will get there. Promise, it I will know. be coming. It'll be definitely a bunk or debunk type episode because yeah. it'll be me being like, check this shit out, 
And I think you guys are going to be surprised with the ones where I'm like really on the conspiracy and ones I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like there's like the typical tinfoil hat E episodes, JFK stuff, moon landing, flat earthers, anti-vaxxers, a lizard Illuminati shit. There's all that. But then there's like, well, I don't know about you, but I think maybe Courtney Love had a little more to do with Kurt Cobain's death oh, than, that. than is led on upon. And uh, was Casey Courtney Anthony. Love was Courtney Love maybe just maybe groomed from an early age by the CIA? And if you start digging into the facts of ones like that, and we will, don't you worry. Uh, you might start being like, you know, the moon landing definitely happened, but Courtney Love also might be fucking <laughs> not good. Like CIA backed not good. MK Ultra shit, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But after, I don't know, deep diving on those kind of things, I can't wait for the conspiracy episode, but that's that's coming shortly. Yeah. Chomping on the bits for that. He's, he's got all his facts up. I just <laughs> and gonna, until then... We're going to uh, school and I gotta learn. This is so. it. Yeah, he's gotta... I gotta foil him his first hat because you gotta fucking tune it, you know, just like you would putting tinfoil on I it. brought in my leftovers from the... The Chinese place, and it came in a tin goose, so that's what my hat will Perfect. be made out of. It'll be a tin hat? Goose? Yeah. A tin goose? Tin goose hat. Love it. Because that seems like that would keep the evil... Oh, yeah. It's got the wings, away. so it can, it, it can yeah. bounce off. comes out over yep. your ears, so you don't hear the evil from yep. the government. And if I get really scared, I can just pull the wings over my eyes. It <laughs> makes it even better. Yeah, and we could bury your head in you the know, sand. Hear no evil, see no evil. That's you right, know. dude. And then if I get really terrified i can rip one of the wings off and chew on it i won't be able to speak any evil either well we love you that's another episode uh next time yeah soon same place same bat <laughs> channel that's right we'll see you we guys next you. week love you bye